Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and Bernie's here. Hello, Alex. How are you doing, Bernie? Are you burning up or are you cool as a cucumber? Um, I am cool right now. AC is at full pelt uh, <laughs> at the moment. But even though we're in a heat wave, in the mornings I feel very cold and I turn off the AC and that night. I feel like I'm in a boiler, and then I turn it on. <laughs> turn it back on. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, well, I, as you know, have no AC, so I've got two fans going on in the room. So I do apologize both to you and to the listener if you can hear any of that in the background. But it's literally not an option to to turn them off because I'll just die. Yeah, so far so good. But uh, yeah, apologize if Alex sounds either robotic or like he's in a tornado. We were supposed to get a tornado yesterday, actually, in Toronto. Didn't happen. Well, it didn't happen in Toronto. I was just going to say, that's a very casual way to describe a like a crazy <laughs> event like that. Well, there was actually a tornado warning for like south and southern Ontario or something. I'm not sure if anyone actually got one, but we certainly didn't. <laughs> Which is anticlimactic. Um, speaking of uh, climactic, um, we're basically just going to talk about transfers, because that's what there is to talk about, right? Um, and I want to start with uh, Jaylings because I was just reading an article about Jesse Lingard joining Nottingham Forest, and it says um, that there was surprise. So it starts off talking about how he, you know, he was one of West Ham's main targets, and West Ham weren't willing to go to 180 grand a week. They're like 150 was their cut-off point, and I thought, you know what, that's pretty reasonable. Fair play, David Moyes. Fair play, West Ham. And then it says. They were surprised that Nottingham Forest were willing to break their wage structure to pay Jesse Lingard 200 grand a week. And I was quite curious about this, right? Because Nottingham Forest just got promoted. So I had a look at the wages that Nottingham Forest are paying their players. And other than Dean Henderson, who's come in on loan, and you might know more than me how much of the United wages they're paying. So that's like a maximum of 100 grand, right? If they pay yeah. 100%. Other than him, the next highest player gets 35 grand a week. So mm -hmm. Jesse Lingard at 200, they haven't broken their wage structure so much as they've like taken it out back, shot it through both knees and set it on fire. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting in that the Guardian says they're paying him, you know, 200K a week. Um, and then the, hold on, what's this one? The Telegraph says 80K per week. <laughs> Which <laughs> I mean, you're still rich either way. But yeah, that's a pretty big disparity. But then you look at it as a fact that they're only giving him a, a one-year deal, yeah. which to me suggests that if you're giving him one year, you're gonna go high, right? Yes. Because you go give him more, but it's only one year, so it's not that big of a deal. If the dressing room gets mad, you throw him away after <laughs> after the year. But um, someone quoted quoted in quotes Ornstein. Mm. on Twitter and said that, you know, Ornstein has announced, uh, you know, how Ornstein does. And the person said 200K a week. And Ornstein said, I didn't say anything about 200K a week. Please delete this. <laughs> so it, the, the, we'll find out the truth eventually, but it's, let's just, let's just divide it by two, whatever that is. And let's say he's getting paid like 140 or something like that. Call it Here, here's the thing though. What we can confidently say is that it's more than West Ham were willing to pay him. And West Ham, there's absolutely no reason to believe that they weren't willing to pay him about 150. 
I'm not even sure if 150 is like if you're West Ham yeah. out of the question for Jesse Lingard considering I mean, he was on a tear when he was there, right? Like, he no, that, that's so what I'm well. saying. Like, I, I, I totally believe that they'd be willing to pay 150 grand a week for Jesse Lingard. Yeah, and they're, they're paying all of Dean Henderson's 100k a week. Okay. Is. Yeah. So, in theory, theory, right? If you're willing to pay him 100k a week, then Lingard, who is, no matter what we say, a star on some international mm-hmm. level, at least mm-hmm. fame wise, you got to pay him at least a one one fifty. If if you're being honest with yourself, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I listen. I I don't blame Forrest for doing it. Really, like that's a pretty great signing for a promoted side. I'm just like he's gonna earn. It's like when Beckham showed up at LA Galaxy and he was like <laughs> using a different plane than the rest of the players. <laughs> like it's just a whole new level, you know. He he will bring them to a whole new level of marketing, you know. No, and, this and, is true. And as much as he people find his dancing and TikToks annoying, Jesse Lingard gets you to talk about Jesse Lingard, which means you talk about Nottingham Forest, which is the kind of marketing. One year of even if it is two hundred k a week is probably good for. So it's true. They're going to get a lot of impressions. Um, yep. Someone who kind of uh, comes into my mind in the Lingard category is uh, Anthony Martial, just people that like kind of didn't really make it at Man United. Um, even though Martial has like made it and then not made it, and then he seems to be on, on the verge of some kind of renaissance. Um, is, is that going to happen? It will happen. And I, I stress this point on Twitter a lot. In every time there's a new manager and Martial performs, it's the season when the manager's comfortable. <laughs> You know, that, like, you should be concerned. You know, obviously, LVG, that season that he came in, he did wonderfully. I think it was 17 goals. Everyone was happy about that. Mourinho's first or second season, he was doing... No, second season, he was doing really well. And then they signed Alexis Sanchez. Like, the guy had 10 goals and 10 assists at the halfway point of the season. And then they told him, nah, we're going to put Alexis in your position, which was a mess. (laughs) Went to shit. Ole's first full season, he scored 24 goals. So he does this. It's like every other season where he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so I, I fully expect this season, as long as Ronaldo is not starting and he's starting, I expect 20 goals from him. I absolutely do. It's not not I'm worried. It's like when he's comfortable again, <laughs> that I'm actually worried about him. I yeah, totally, totally hear that. He, he comes from the, the Eden Hazard school of career building. just like a year on, year off. And I sort of respect it. Um, speaking of United signings, um, well, let's start up front. You're being linked with Jonathan David. I don't know how, how real this is. I haven't seen it from any kind of reputable source. Um, but obviously, you would be absolutely delighted. I would love it, personally. Um, I, I, and this is, I don't really care if he's all that good or not. It's very much <laughs> to me, I know there's a very big difference in terms of what they can do. But it's like the Igalo signing for United where I'm like, this is my Nigerian brother. You can't mm. tell me anything. Like, you just <laughs> cannot tell me anything. I was going to celebrate anything that he did. Jonathan David, obviously, is younger. He's going to score more goals than Igalo did if, if he did come. I think it's a good signing because I think he's a good player. But also, I'm very much of the, you know, I want to see a Canadian at a top football club. 100%. So I would sell, I might defend him even if he's shit, like, <laughs> because of it. It doesn't matter. But to your point, I don't see this happening for two reasons. I don't think they sign him if Ronaldo stays. 
I think and, if Ronaldo stays, the question becomes Martial or Ronaldo up front, or do you put them together, which I think you cannot do. Mm-hmm. One of those two is going to start games. Whoever you sign after that is not going to get much game time. So it depends on what happens with Ronaldo leaving, in my opinion. Fair enough. Um, moving to midfield quickly, uh, one question we got in from um, at Toriaki on Twitter. Um, why is Eric Ten Hag still chasing Frankie de Jong? Um, I'm going to throw the Lissandro Martinez uh, acquisition in there in the same conversation because you think he's coming into play midfield, right? I don't think he's coming into play midfield like, you know, you're the DM. I think he's coming in to be that, like, utility guy. And he could, like, he will play some games at DM. And if he's really good, he'll stay there. He's going to play some games at left center back. If he's really good, he's going to stay there. It's, it's, you know, I, I, doubt, I doubt he plays left back like you guys wanted him to. But, like, <laughs> he's not going to just come in, I don't think. I think they're going to go Maguire, Lindelof, or Maguire, Varane to start. Mm-hmm. Varane gets injured. Lissandro comes in, or maybe McTominay or Fred gets injured. Lissandro, like you know, what I mean, that's what's probably going to happen, and I think he will cement a spot somewhere. Fair enough. When when Tendahog decides he wants a, a centre back that can't win a header, he'll bring Martinez in. Some people think he can win a header. I think there's <laughs> Premier League tax they need to apply to this because I just yeah. find the whole debate really funny. It's like no matter how much you talk about it, it's not going to change his height. So just get on with it. Yeah, it it is very (laughs) funny. (laughs) Speaking of tiny defenders, uh, Jules Koundé. Chelsea uh, have put in a £55 million offer and Barcelona are telling Koundé to wait so that they have time to, what is it? Activate the second economic lever, by which they mean selling off more of their whatever rights. Um they're literally going to try to trade some more of their like image and social media rights and stuff for Jules Kunde. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Like that's what's happening. It is. It is. <laughs> so I think actually I think they've triggered the second lever. I've heard so much about levers. Like it's so weird. I, I heard it's about like this they're playing Uncharted lever. or something. <laughs> like I was reading today that like if they trigger the third lever, there's less like. Uh, stress on them but they still need to make up like 40 million in wages or something like that like even with that one so it's it's very odd but like alex to your point look i I don't really care how good kunde is for barcelona Mm. i'm just and forget the levers forget the fraud okay (laughs) like i don't know like i'm trying to understand why they're just they have this scattergun signing policy because what do you need Kunde for? I get PK is done, but if Arojo is good, right? Mm-hmm. If Christensen is good, which I don't know, but whatever, yeah, we'll see. Pay it, them. In pay Spain, he, he should be. Yeah, and in Spain, like it's not the rough and tumble of Premier League, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have Eric Garcia. Unless you're, t- unless you've told me that you are now understand that Eric Garcia is really shit, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think they've come to that conclusion of knowing Barcelona, I don't get it. You're going to have Kunde, you're going to have Christensen, you're going to have Arojo, who you now have a billion-dollar release clause or whatever. Mm-hmm. Garcia, PK is still around because you can't get rid of him because he's absolutely a fraudulent person. Still like, trying to get Espelicueta. The transfer out um, Titi. Like, this is, again, irresp- financial irresponsibility mm-hmm. in, in my mind. And I'm like, I thought you were supposed to be different, Laporta. 
no it's it's insane i don't I, what barcelona are doing this summer is is bonkers and we haven't even mentioned Lewandowski. like we've talked about him before and obviously you know barcelona don't really need him he's arguably one of the best couple of strikers in the world if you can get him i understand but they've paid 50 million for a guy who's on a free transfer in a year when they have no money like i just everything about what barcelona have done this summer has been cringeworthy kind of horrible to watch and it's just, you just know it's all fraudulent yeah, there, there like, are people out there who will who will justify their spending and say you know they're getting the money from here but you just like you can just tell it's all a deck of cards yeah. and it's just it's just, House of cards I, I, just, I just feel like is it is it necessary like it, it feels like a mobster when like they're about to get caught and they just spend all the money <laughs> like you know yeah. like because again to your point Lewandowski is one probably top three strikers in the game, if not top one, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I get it, but Aubameyang wasn't shit for you. Like Memphis actually did a pretty decent job, like for you. Fifty five like, million on Ferran Torres. Exactly. Like I, I'm just I'm trying to understand. Like, are, were these things absolutely necessary? Like, this is what I'm trying to understand. Like, with, seventy million on Rafinha. Really need to do that one is madness. That one is just mad. Like, you've re-signed Usman Dembele, who's going to play on that side. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I thought it was one or the other. They did both. <laughs> How many of these guys are actually registered yet, though? Any of them? I don't, I mean, there's Gavi and Pedri and Kessie and Busquets. And, like, obviously, when you really think about it, you go, they just signed um, all this guy. And then they're, like, trying to posture that they still want Frankie de Jong. Like, look, I don't know if we've discussed this on, on the podcast like this, but mm. I'll say this. In theory, if you sign all these people, you don't need Frankie de Jong. In theory, no, right? Of course not. Like, you've got this generational talent in Pedri or whatever and yeah, Gabby's yeah. not, not half bad, Busquets is still alive and, and Kessie is, is there, right? You don't literally figure it I mean, and that was the point, to get rid of him and get these guys and they can defer payments and stuff but to treat him the way they're treating him I'm trying to get him out the door uh, it's, it's, As a United it's, fan, it's, do I want Frankie de Jong? Yes, sure, fine but like, I don't want him to not take 17 million <laughs> Like which, no. he, which he's old, like that's it's that's just mad. too much. You can't you can't write that much off. It's too much. Also, like this was his dream move. He wanted to play for Barcelona. You've got the you know the Dutch Croatian connection. You know he learned. Uh, he speaks perfect Spanish or Catalan. I'm not entirely sure which, but you know he did all the right things. Apart from, I mean, whether the transfer itself was a complete success, I can't really tell. Um, but like. This is where he wants to be. And so even even for United, if you were to get him, it would feel weird, man. It would feel like you just got someone out of this relationship who started a new relationship with you, but is still clearly pining for their ex. Like, it just doesn't feel right at all. Like, I, I don't... Like, I understand the idea of, okay, Eric Ten Hag, sure, you're my guy, you took care of me, I'll play for you. I get all of that. Cool. He doesn't really want to do this, but I think he's amenable to the idea of working with Eric. That's it. And that's okay. But to your point, it's his dream move. Like, I, I, can't, I, I don't know. Like, I can't feel... I would, normally, I'm like, fuck that guy. Like, you know, whatever. He doesn't want to sure. come, whatever. But, like, I can't hold this against him. However, there is something that I wanted to address that has annoyed me a little bit. And that is... 
there's this idea that's going around that oh he's this model professional you know da 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 whatever um this is about money let's understand this first and foremost like he it is his dream club i get all that but if they paid him the money tomorrow he'd be a Manchester United player to like he would have been a Manchester United player if they paid him the money this would have happened it's interesting that like people call pogba a mercenary when he went to united for the pay package and they were like oh, do, 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 do. it's like what if he did love the club and he did feel like he had a point to prove after Fergie dumped him. You know what I mean? Like, well, dumped him, but didn't give him his chance or whatever. All these things are possible, but no one's going to entertain it because they put him as a mercenary for money. When my guy could just be like, I wouldn't do this. But he could be like, 17 mil? All right, fuck off. I just want to play football. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a double standard there, and I don't like it. And I thought I would, I, I just <laughs> needed, needed to bring that up. Fair enough. But I, 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 I want to yeah. rail against the love the club thing a bit. Which, like, what it, my question to people who bang on about that is like, what is the club? Like, Ronaldo thing is obvious, right? He came, he came, it's a good example. He comes back after however many years. What is it? 10 years? I don't know. Yeah. No, more, even like 12 years. The manager's different. The coaching staff are different. The players are different. What does he love? The building? Like, is he into the infrastructure? Like, well, you know, they, I, I understand sentimentality, obviously, but people put way too much stock in this stuff. They do. In Ronaldo's case, it's like you can maybe make the case of he loves what it was for him back then and the sure. memories and the way that it made you feel back then. It's a totally different thing. But then again, he, this is a man who said that Fergie was treating him like a slave when he wanted to go to Madrid. <laughs> so he's not beyond putting himself above the club anyway. No, so when obviously. people said that, like, oh, he loves the club, that's why he's coming back, that was always garbage. Like, <laughs> look what he's doing now. Like, literally, if you love a club, Right. If you love the institution and the stadium and the fans and everything that people talk about, then you don't try and force a move from that club. And and I keep putting myself in that position. And I'm a United fan. If I got to ever play for Man United, I would probably pull like a soccer or something and be like, "You're in Europa League. I'm staying." You know what I mean? Like because I love the club. I'm not leaving my uh, childhood dream. I feel like you'd agitate for a move. <laughs> what are you saying about me, Alex? <laughs> I'm just saying you change jobs every couple of years, that's all. <laughs> I don't like that. That's business, bro. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I want to talk about the uh, talk about Manchester City and Arsenal for a second. There's a, there's a Cucurella and Zinchenko uh, little swappy deal going on here. So Arsenal signs Zinchenko. Um, like the Gabi Jesus deal, I think this makes a ton of sense. I think it's a very good signing. I think it's an excellent player. I think it's a guy who needs a bigger role and more responsibility and probably uh, you know, a slight step down. And I think all of it fits just in the same way that the, the Gabriel Jesus transfer um, did as well. And I think Kukurea is brilliant and I can't wait to see him at City. I think Kukurea is brilliant. I think City is a natural move especially considering the brighton pass and move team play and all mm-hmm. that stuff i think he slots in i think he'll be great i don't think they'll have the the mendy issue of flattering to deceive with this guy um premier league proven quote unquote whatever the hell that means like you know mm-hmm. it's all there zinchenko i'm not as like high on that deal as you guys are i find it weird because why i get 
like okay, what what's he there for? He is there because Kieran Tierney maximum is going to give you 20, 25 games a season because he mm-hmm. gets injured a lot. And then, so you need someone who can play left back that isn't Nuno Tavares. I like Nuno Tavares just as a guy. I think he's funny. Um, but like you don't really want to rely on him if you're pushing for top four at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So you know Tierney's going to get injured. You need someone there. Um, then you also have this weird situation with what the Arsenal discourse calls the left eight, which is the person who plays with Thomas Partey in central midfield, but is a bit higher up the pitch and kind of does, you know, box to boxy things. Mm-hmm. Ostensibly, the starting player in that position is Granite Xhaka. He, despite, or much to my chagrin, he seems to be going absolutely nowhere for now. Um, but you need someone else who can who can play in that position. Ideally, that isn't Mohamed El Nini. Tielemans, they seem to have gone cold on. I feel really bad for the kid. Like Arsenal clearly told him this is going to happen, and it hasn't. And now that Zinchenko's there, I'm really not sure that it will. Um, so he's there to do both of those roles, basically. So I think my issue with Zinchenko isn't the midfield because he is a midfielder. Let's let's yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Let's get yeah. that out, uh, uh, you know, out there. But I think a lot of people see that he was part of a successful City team, and equate that to him being good enough to be left back if Tierney's out. And I think when you look at how Arteta plays, it's actually nothing like the way Pep plays. <laughs> like, but that's where he's trying to get to, though. Like, that's the model. I don't know if it even is. I don't know. Like, I've seen him for, what, three and a half years now? And I see someone who's a bit more pragmatic. I don't see that. I see him also a bit more as a traditionalist, whereas you can be a left-center midfielder playing at left back for Pep because you're basically playing as a left midfielder anyway, just from left back, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But at Arsenal, he's, you're going to need someone to play properly as a left back. So and I'm not sure. Yeah. Every time I've seen him go, like, for example, most of the games where teams attack City, yeah. they attack Zinchenko. Oh, listen, and, you're right. Like, he's not the world's best defender. Um, what what I would say to and that will be exposed at times. Like, there's no question about it. What I would say to the like pragmatic thing. Uh, yes, Arteta is pragmatic, but he also only just kind of got his squad last season, and we saw quite a dramatic change in the style of play last season. Like a lot better, a lot more passing, a lot more pressing, a lot higher up the pitch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he didn't think he could do it with the initial set of players. He basically revolutionized the squad personnel-wise, and so now you're going to see more of it. Now that they have a mobile striker, you're going to see even more of it. Uh, like I, I think you'll see a lot more of that kind of fullback playing in midfield this year. Tommy Asu's not a guy who goes really wide. He kind of steps into the center of the pitch. I think you'll see that from, from Zinchenko um, if he plays there. Um, but then he could also bomb up the left and put a cross in. Like, he can mm. do those things, but you're right. The, the defending is going to be an issue, for sure. I guess what you rely on is Gabriel Magalhaes is 19 foot tall and very quick. And he covers the ground. You pray to God that that happens, yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of massive, uh, quick defenders, Koulibaly, I am well excited. I, you know, Chelsea or not, I'm very excited to see this guy in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm... I'm 
three go, years spoil, ago. Spoil the party, buddy. No, spoil the no, party. No, I feel like this has become my job on this podcast. Um, <laughs> three years ago, he was the most exciting defender to me. Mm. You know, I like a guy who is fast, aggressive, and good on the ball. Whereas Van Dyke was always seemed arrogant to me <laughs> in some smug ass way. He knows he's so good. Yeah, Kuzma just felt like a guy playing football, like and didn't think too much of himself, and is everything I want in a center back. Now he's 31. I'm just more curious to see how he gets on. I am excited to see him because I thought he was really good um, a couple of years ago. I would like a couple of years ago when especially United were linked. I would have spent a hundred like a hundred mil. I would have spent like 90 mil on the guy. I don't care. Yeah. I would have like why not? But and but the man. De Laurentiis said no. Like he literally said no to I think seventy five, eighty million Stupid. multiple times. I'm like, now you've just thirty million. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous. So I I hope he does well. I'm in, I'm intrigued. Um, I'm just a little cautious of the fact that Thiago Silva's ancient and he's mm. this guy's thirty one in a new league. It's a little suspect to me. Yeah, it is. But I I quite like that because it's not my club. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, and and I understand Chelsea is risking it in this context where they need basically a whole new defense with Aspilicueta to probably go like you need you need that experience even though Thiago Silva's obviously there and, and old and experienced you need someone else that can do that um so to replace Rudiger I think is about as good a move as as they could have made um to cover all those bases but yeah we'll, we'll see um that third person I guess yeah it, it, they're aiming for it to be Kunde Ake is now off the table, so we'll see if they if Barcelona usurp them in in that respect. I I'm not sure who the uh, the next option is, but we will find out. Um, Dybala. Is this where you saw him ending up? No. Uh, no, not at all. I think everyone's compromising here. Yeah, it it they they have to. I mean, I had a sneaky suspicion. Sneaky suspicion that you, if Ronaldo was sold, United would do this dumb thing of getting <laughs> him on deadline day. Mm. I really did, and I was not happy about it. So I'm happy he's gone to somewhere else. He However, needed to stay in Italy. Yeah, I, th- I think he's his spirit, like spiritual home at this point. Yeah. Some people think this is a good idea because of the um, totty mercurial comparisons and all that kind of thing. Um, I think if there are three reasons I'll say it's a good idea, it's Rome's a nice place to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, you know, he will be, they've looked for a mercurial sort of, not leader, but you know what I mean? That like, yeah, like a, a technical leader. Yeah, like they a, look for a talisman effectively, right? Yeah. Like, that's the second thing. And, yeah. I, I will say that the third aspect of this I don't like is that it's Mourinho. And mm. Mourinho is going to ruin this man. I have flashes of Mkhitaryan in my brain who who, who got out of out of Dodge, yep. by the way. I don't think he ever let that shit go. Nope. <laughs> and now he's got to deal with that. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I think it's gonna it's gonna crash and burn eventually. Uh, I was I was gonna bring Mkhitaryan up because like He's a big. He's actually quite a big loss for them. Like he was, he was one of their their kind of, you know, creative sparks last season. Um, so they did need to replace him. Zaniolo looks like he might still go, and Juventus and Spurs seem to be sniffing around him. If they lose him, they absolutely needed someone like this. 
Um, and I think it's interesting that he's got a, a 20 million release clause. So like everyone knows that this is potentially a bit of a short-term deal. On the other hand, in a year or so, like Dybala's 30, I don't know, maybe no one's going to spend any money on him. Hmm. That's a good point. So, like twenty is low. Like, yeah, yeah. I see that. We'll see. Uh, Juventus got uh, Gleason Bremer. They replaced the. <laughs> You'll like this, right? They replaced Delit for like half the price with arguably a better player. I might just go with that for you, because I know you don't like him. I still think he's good, but like Bremer looks like serious, serious defender. I've never seen this guy play, um, at least like consciously. I know everyone seems <laughs> to like him, so I'm very curious to see how this works. Um, I, obviously, you know how I feel about him compared to Delit. Mm-hmm. Um, Delit, by the way, is a very smart man. I will say this because going to Bayern Munich, where you're li- you're not going to be tested defensively, a a a a plus idea, bro. <laughs> A plus idea. <laughs> he, he scored a stunning volley on his debut, if you want to know how it's going. Yeah, like, look, the man is not going to be tested at all. Like, Hummels was successful there, and, like, that man could not run. So, <laughs> he's going to be absolutely fine. He's going to win a bunch of stuff, which is going to add to the, you know, idea of Dilett. Because he's an idea. He's not He's not an actual, like, thing that <laughs> so does well. He's lumping him in idea. with Murata. <laughs> no, Murata's a different kind of idea. <laughs> <laughs> Murata's an illegal idea. <laughs> oh. What else do we have after we've now called Murata illegal? Yeah. Uh, well, this one I wanted to bring up just for fun. So you remember like was it a year ago or two years ago that Man City signed some Brazilian kid called Keiki? Yes. So it turns out there's another one uh who's just signed for is it Almeria, I think. Called Keiki. Um, there's another Keiki. So two Keikis, you have to start wondering whether they're just cup Keikis. Wait, well if they done. win a cup, they become <laughs> well, well well done. Well done. Ah, I can't get over it. Um <laughs> Jed Spence. Jed Spence uh, finally signed for Spurs after what seemed like four months of negotiations about £2 million, uh, which seems unnecessary. But he is a guy that was at Middlesbrough, pissed off Neil Warnock enough that Warnock loaned him to Nottingham Forest, smashed the championship to bits for Nottingham Forest, and performed really well in the FA Cup against some big opponents such as I think Liverpool also Arsenal for sure um, it's quite exciting the only thing that cracked me up about this is that Spurs signed Jed Spence on the same day that Conte in the press decided that Lucas Mora might be a right wing back and they've got Emerson Royal and Doherty so it's just like now they've got four right wing backs which is it's <laughs> just very funny like I, I don't know if Conte is taking the piss like he's aware that everyone knows how much he loves wingbacks because <laughs> like, when I saw the quote I was like no you're joking like you're absolutely joking like there is no way this is possible and that's exactly <laughs> what happened like he literally said it and I don't think he's ashamed I, like it's no longer a joke I think his philosophy is to convert as many people to wingbacks as he can yeah. Starting with Victor Moses, and he's never looked back since. He even named them all. He was like, I did it with Victor Moses, I did it with Perisic. I did, like, he even, he's basically a Jehovah's Witness, just going from house to house trying to turn people into wingbacks. 
<laughs> like, why is he so proud of this? <laughs> like, Pep is so proud of, like, Tiki Taka. This man's proud of converting you into a wingback. It's so funny. It's but honestly on, so on funny. On Jets fence, again, like, I find Conte so interesting in that. He said that he didn't really want to sign Jed Spence. Like, it was a club signing, but he agreed to it because of the kid has like potential upside, I guess, or something. Like I forget the quote, but yeah. just to say yeah. it like that, I was like, "Fam, just say like you're happy the kid is here. We don't, we don't, we don't need to know that that you just you were not hundred percent on board with this." Yeah, I think like most people would have worked that out anyway. That like Antonio Conte and probably Fabio Paratici until he showed up wouldn't have known who Jed Spence was like obviously the the club scouting network that you know initiated that kind of transfer it wasn't really necessary on the other hand I kind of thought maybe because there have been some rumors about you know this kid's attitude a little bit with the the whole Warnock stuff um and so maybe it was just like a bit of a I'm not convinced by you so you're gonna have to work bloody hard to get my team sort of thing yeah that's possible yeah. Um, Arturo Vidal has signed for Flamengo. What I want to ask you is will this end in a fire, a death, or a, a robbery? I don't know. Just something's going to go terribly wrong with this. In Flamengo, there will be a big fight. I don't know anything else. I don't know who will win. But. <laughs> But there will be a very big fight. <laughs> that that I'm sure of. Yeah. Yeah. Just trouble follows that man wherever he goes. Um, what else? Uh, West Ham want uh, Skamaka, which I think is would be amazing for them. If I was him, I, that would be a bit of an anticlimax after a summer of being linked to Europe's biggest clubs. Um, like He was basically on his way to Paris Saint-Germain and then it fell apart. Um, I don't know why. Um, maybe the TK deal or whatever took precedent over it. I guess. Um, maybe. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't want him there. I would also. I mean, I will. I've only seen a few games. I'd have him too <laughs> because I'm trying to get rid of Ronaldo. I'd have this guy. Um, but I also think that they should be in the Jonathan David sweepstakes. Um, Sam? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Italians in Syria. Sorry, in Syria, <laughs> in their home country. I'm not a fan. Get them out. <laughs> I'm not a fan of them in the Premier League just because, like, I don't think they've really succeeded. It doesn't happen very often. It really doesn't. I, I mean, would Aquila... love to see Morata at West Ham, though. I would love to see that. Oh, that would be wait, good. Wait, wait, he's Spanish. See what I mean? This is an idea. He's yeah, just yeah, an yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. But he's been in Italy for so long that I reckon he's both. He's the most Italian Spaniard you probably ever met, like, known of in your life. 100%. Oh, yeah. And some of his kids are probably Italian by birth. He has kids? So, yeah, yeah like, loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, is he, is he who everyone thought Raheem Sterling was? Maybe, you know. Except, I mean, they all seem to be with one partner, which was which was not what people thought about Raheem Sterling, even though there was no evidence to, to back it up. So, like, I googled Aval Morata, and the first thing I saw was 19, and I was like, 19 kids? What the fuck? Well, that was his number at, like... Uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah, not that many. <laughs> yeah. You, you couldn't get a different character, though. Skamaka with the neck tattoos and what have you, and Morata with just 
lots of kids. And Fair enough. No goal scoring record. But, yeah. Um, uh, final thing to touch on. Uh, we we kind of mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when it looked like it was going to be happening, but uh, Bernadeschi has happened, mm. and his uh, opening press conference was something else, man. He's delighted to be here. He and looks possibly drunk. like he looked like his he got his wardrobe off the set of Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he acted like it too. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have been surprised if there was some sort of powder involved in that performance yeah um i hope he's on that powder every game and i hope he's just excited to play for tfc i still am salty because i wanted jovinko back but mm. i'll take two italians for the price of one 100 um does this make tfc a contender is it is that is he in the position that they actually needed to fit to solve uh yes and no. So what I would say is like the defense is the biggest problem, and they just lost Salcedo, who hasn't really worked. So they desperately need a proper center back, and they have one more DP designated player spot that they could use on that. Um, but also like if you're not going to defend very well, you might as well just smash in as many goals as possible. And I think that has to be the new tactic. Mm. Like you've got Insigne and Bernadeschi. Like just shoot, man. True, true, no? true. That makes sense. Just let's have some fun and sw- and score some goals, I guess. Exactly. Like you got these guys. If you're not a contender, like what? What do you? Bob Bradley can be sent into the sun. Didn't we also get um, Mark Anthony K? Yeah, 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 yeah. This, like, we're really trying to score a lot of goals now. Yeah. Jeez. It just, Jeez. just like you could apply to to play centre back. I think at this point, like Chris Mavinga is not good anymore. Which is a shame because yeah. I like so the guy, but personal struggles apparently. Yeah, that too. Um, they just need—I don't know—they just need to find a, a very competent centre back, and that that would help a lot because Michael Bradley has been chasing around the pitch for far too long. Um, just MLS for a second. Um, DC United have hired Wayne Rooney mm-hmm. as manager, which I like. I don't know. I like it. Like I get it. Like. He's not going to become a Premier League manager this way, but like he's going back there. I think, I guess he had a good time. I, f- I thought he left early after two years, but whatever. I thought so too. Yeah. Um, he's back there, and that's fine. And he's brought Ravel Morrison over with him, which I thought is a really nice move considering, remember, he was so highly touted as a United Academy player. Then he lost the way yeah. people said gang affiliations, went all over the world, and then settled at Derby because of Rooney. And when you bring him, it sort of feels like that, like, you know, heartwarming story of he's found the guy who, who like, could trust him in football. Yeah. And then he gets to just hang out in the U.S., make, make a bunch of money. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I, <laughs> I like the it. U.S. issues with healthcare and guns and all that other stuff. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, really but D- DC's relatively, relative, well, you know, in the areas that they will be in, they'll be, they'll be fine. Let's put it that way. And plus, he's being coached by, like, Wade Rooney. There's, there, there's not much you can complain about in a footballing sense. No. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, that, that is nice. It will be interesting. Like, the, 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 Dar- the DC job has been compared to the Derby job in a bit, in a way that, like, it's a shambles of a squad and a shambles of a team, and they're supposed to be much better than they are. And he, he kind of, well, not that he turned it around with Derby, but he did the best he possibly could. Um, mm. And so, yeah, will we'll be interesting. And, and I suppose Vieira has shown that there is a route back to Europe from, from the States. So uh, that's true. 
Yeah, could could be. Even if you don't do that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Vieira did nothing. Vieira did really very little, and then didn't do that much in France either. But he's killing it, at Palace. Um, Rooney can definitely yeah. get like Aston for the job or something if you know if Gerard can get that job. Well, Gerard or Everton if Lampard can get job. that job. So yeah, yeah. No, but like, when... Liverpool will give Gerard that job even if he really tanks it at Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, the pressure the pressure will be too much. The pressure will definitely be too much. He'll he'll definitely get the job. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think I think that'll do for now. We uh, we've only got a couple more weeks until the season, which is hilarious. So maybe next week we'll uh, we'll do a proper preview or something. Hopefully uh, Mo will be back. Roche may be back, and uh, yeah, we can do something a bit more bit more uh, thorough. But this was fun. Thanks. Awesome, man. Good to hang out with you again. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.